There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi and Kenny Miller, who's with us for the next two hours. 0808 17 17 700. You know the number. You can call to speak to Kenny or to Mark. Well, today... What time is it? Four minutes past five. And Mark and Kenny, no sackings, no departures so far in Scottish management. Kenny, six jobs this season, 12 in the Premiership, six managers in and out. Well, that's 50% if, yeah. you, if my maths is right, Paul. And, uh, <laughs> and two of the clubs have went twice. Yep. So uh, it is, it's been bonkers this season in terms of managerial change. I mean, not just north of the border, south of the border as well. But it's, uh, yeah, it just shows the, the ruthless nature of... Uh, the football at the moment and, and what it takes when, when clubs get pushed to make decisions whether it be fan pressure or whether it be kind of lack of form or, or missing out on a potential windfall like maybe Hearts getting third or St Johnston falling into this potential relegation battle you know it does uh, it forces people's hands Is that it for the moment do you think till the end of the season? Uh, or? Listen, never say yeah. never I would say I mean, I think Maybe your old club Hibs? Well I, th- I think that was a huge result for Lee at the weekend yeah. uh, but that's only it's only one result it's a big result in a derby but when you've got a if Hibs were to fall outside this top six again and it's a, still a big weekend coming up with, with, with St Johnston again one of the teams we're talking about playing Hibs and then obviously Livingston against Dundee United I mean things could get flip-flopped there and Hibs could miss out on a top six finish again so it's uh, listen I'd never say never uh, in football now Kenny wearing the full suit the shirt the tie the whole thing for any job interviews no you're not you're, you're uh, looking... absolutely I'm Kev Cash here Kev Cash you can call Ken Cash 0808 17 17 700 Mark you've been close to the story of course at St Johnson as well at Callum Davidson will go down as a, a legend when you think about it people will look back in the future and go "What they won the League Cup and the Scottish Cup in the same year yeah, yeah the Cup double in 2021 uh, during COVID. I think if you assess um, uh, Callum's CV and his contribution to, to St. Johnson in, in nearly three years, it's been it's been excellent. You know, two cups, greatest manager, most successful manager in their history. And in terms of him as a manager, then having something completely different the following year, having to come through a playoff and um, you know be fighting, scrapping at the bottom end of the table. So that you know, as much as it's it's not a nice thing, it's a good tick to have in your CV to come through that. And then he's had to rebuild the team in, in, in the summer, and results just weren't, you know, good enough the past kind of few weeks, and the club's decided to 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 make a change. So I'm sure Callum will get involved in, in football again. There's no doubt about it. He's got plenty um, to offer. And uh, for St Johnston, I think they're probably just one win away, Paul, from from being sure. I think 35 points will make sure that you're not in the bottom two. You might need 36. By the way, 34 might be enough, but I think 35. I think St Johnston just need one win, and obviously they'll look to get that. On Saturday at Hope Me Hibs with Stephen McLean and Charles. But in, in general terms, management, Paul, it's a horrible, ugly business. And um, I, I get it, the, the rush that people want to get involved. Kenny's just saying his air off air that he, you know, he wants to get back in at, at some stage. And you know his last job, yeah. he was 
number two to Matt Fornham at Huddersfield and after what three or four months you know you're out so I remember managers there was a new buzzword Paul about 15 years ago projects I'm here yeah, for a four or right. five year. listen they don't exist anymore it's absolute nonsense even up here I think you know our clubs our chairman chief executives used to be more patient and we used to you know look how ruthless it was down the road and, and shake our heads but we're getting the same um, up here managers now do well um, to get two years absolutely if they get two years they've they've won a watch so there's just absolutely no hiding place anymore and it's a shame it's a shame man. I'll tell you why it's also a shame because it's all, managers leaving clubs is always going to end what one or two ways probably more more uh, predictable is, is the manager leaving because of lack of form and maybe get a, kind of getting relieved of his duties but see when managers have that bit of success and then they leave then they still get it in the neck you know they get it in the neck for jumping and bouncing and leaving the project and leaving the club in the lurch whereas reality when you look at Maybe in a manager's mindset, yeah, there's a, a big bit of love and sometimes there's, there's special connections between players and managers and clubs. But when the manager thinks, you know what, see, if, if there is opportunity to leave because it's had a bit of success, say I don't go and things do turn and I have th- four losses in a row, yeah. I could be out of the job. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. it is, it's, it's, uh, it's mental how it's went over the over the last few years now. I mean, there's a lot at stake in football, I get it, but uh, sometimes... Uh, a wee bit calm sometimes we maybe pay more dividends could you see somebody like Robbie Nielsen going in short term Kenny do you think I can't see Robbie going short term no no I don't think so I think he's, he's would it not enough. suit him no mm, I'm no. not so sure no short term what and potentially maybe take a club down I don't think that would be great for his CV but no. he's, he's been sure. one that's jumped down to take clubs back up sure. <laughs> to be fair yeah. over the last three or four years so nah I don't think Robbie would go somewhere short term Um, you'd go back in though wouldn't you Listen, I'm 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 hungry to get back yeah. in, hungry as ever. It's, I mean, I've, you know what? I've been that way as a player. I was in it for 16 to 40 when I finished. I jumped straight in it to, to, to be a coach uh, across in Australia with my good friend Carol Robinson. Had spells at Falkirk and obviously the short spell at Huddersfield. There, uh, you know, it doesn't diminish the uh, the hunger that's there. I mean, it's it's crazy, you know. But when you're when it when it's something you love, you know, you're always going to have that uh, that hope that you can get back in at some point. Yeah, have you ever accepted a job while you've been on here? no like you say I mean, you're, you're absolutely obsessed with the game have been for a long time and it's uh, listen it's the best job in the world you know so we'll, uh, you'll have to can you, you have to put up with the negative side as well yeah, again sure. you, you have that as a player everything that comes along with being a player as well particularly in Glasgow uh, there's a lot you have to but there's nothing better Steve Brown on the line looking for a new manager I like the way they did it though there was great respect for Callum Davidson there what do you think Mark do you think that someone will come in I mean I guess people will look for the bounce that they get at work for Motherwell look at Aberdeen um, yeah. So- yeah I mean it was it was, it was a mutual um, decision I'm, I'm sure that St Johnston that's what the statement said Um I think ideally for St Johnston, they've promoted from within with Steve McLean, who's a club legend. You know, played in the 2014 Scottish Cup final, was assistant to Callum, and and you know for the past three years as well. Um, you know, I think the ideal scenario for St Johnston is like the one in Saturday, and Stephen McLean does really well. Then he, he puts himself in the driving seat um, to get the job. That's if he wants it. If he wants to become um, a manager, which I'm, I'm sure he probably does. Um, so yeah, I think that'll be it'll be a positive way of thinking just now. Um, but I'm sure I think um, you know Gus McPherson, the, the director of football, um, is on record as, as saying that you know the, the clubs had uh, more than a few applications and a few um, notes of interest um, already. So I mean I think one thing you know about St Johnson, it's a well-run football club and um, it's never got itself into bother. There's proper yeah, sure. stability there. You know, it's a good fan base of the stadium. 
a nice training ground um, at the back of the stadium as well. So yeah, it's certainly a good job at the moment. It's uh, it's in the hands of Stephen McLean and wish him well. A team who were in for many years in that top division in the Premiership is Hamilton Ackies. They've got a big game tonight. Survival for them up against Inverness. Cali Thistle, that's on this evening. And Cali Thistle looking for the playoffs. They've been in and out, Kenny, haven't they? They've been hard to figure what they're going to do. Yeah, they have been. They've had this incredible run, obviously getting the reprieve in the Scottish Cup and, yeah. and, and find ourselves in a semi-final where we have a wonderful chance to make the final they have been up and down and, and floating about the playoffs I mean again a club like that probably should be pushing me Dodgy will not be happy with me saying this right now, but probably yeah. should be in the playoffs but he's done a good job Dodgy there I'm sure they'll uh, it's in their hands I would say to, 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 to still make the playoffs so it's uh, I, I, I kind of expect them again to be honest in the last few games so win for them you reckon at New Douglas so, tonight you reckon Mark uh, for, for the Ackies um, again they've had some decent results and then some disappointments they're hard to, to judge what's going to happen tonight but they would love to get the points at home yeah I mean obviously you know, Hamilton uh, they're right in that situation uh, Paul but Inverness also pushing for the playoffs with Billy Dawes they've got the cup uh, semi to look forward to as well um, soon but Hamilton at home John Rankin will fancy they can pick up at least um, a point and I think for Cove Rangers, for Hamilton, they're both. All they want to do at the moment is avoid finishing bottom. I think any of the three of them would, would, would take a chance in the playoff um, if they could. So, um, you know, every point's precious at this stage. Because of the World Cup, it seems ages ago, but the Champions League, Celtic and Rangers were in it some months ago. That's this season. Is it only me? But it almost seems like last season now, doesn't it? Given that we had, yeah. you know, the World Cup break. So, Real Madrid, who came to Glasgow there at Chelsea tonight, um, two goals ahead. And Frank Lampard, he just can't buy a win at the moment, Mark. It's a huge game for him to get even, you know, a goal or something to a draw. I don't think they're going to go through, are they? But that'll be. Uh, a big test for them tonight. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, you know, I watched uh, the Chelsea and Brighton game and, and, and match today, and Brighton were, were superb and um, deserved. Uh, Paul, I was speaking to an English Premier League manager last week, and he said that they are all raving about him right. in terms of how he's setting his teams up, his tactics, the bravery. They're saying he's come in and also almost kind of like set a new bar. Right. Um, they're really really impressed uh, by him all the managers and coaches are talking about him down the road when I mean, you look at what he's achieved taking over from Graham yeah. Potter was a hard yeah. act to follow um, so yeah uh, for Chelsea Frank Lampard it doesn't help when Todd Bowley saying before a couple of hours before kick off at the Bernabeu last week with 1-3-0 yeah. you know and he's saying say that why in would you say record. that? It, it's yeah. madness Paul it's absolutely surely it was a bit tongue in cheek surely but even so <laughs> Kenny I think if you're doing well and you're top yeah. of the league you, I think you can maybe get away with yeah. saying things yeah, like that yeah, you're doing right. that your manager's yeah. just a new guy's just in the door you're going to the Bernabeu against the holders you're setting yourself up for a fall you're not doing the manager of the players any favour and then he's in the dressing room on Saturday yeah. which I'm sure can be a lot of chairmen chief executives yeah. owners get into the dressing rooms I don't find anything wrong with that they want to go in they own the club they pay the wages as long as they're respectful mm-hmm. um, when they're there and they're not adding you know pouring fuel to the, the fire but sure. uh, we'll wait and see but I think Real Madrid Ancelotti watched his presser last night he's so calm yeah. I think he's the most decorated uh, manager that's yeah. in work um, just now in terms of what he's achieved he's achieved more than Guardiola He's absolutely brilliant, Ancelotti, and I think they'll get a result tonight and go through to the semis. Kenny, what do you make of that game tonight? What do you feel? Yeah, it'll be Real Madrid will win. Yeah. They will win. I mean, they're already ahead. I mean, just look at how they've went about their away from home when they're 2-0 down at Liverpool and like, they just don't panic. Yeah. You know, they stick stick to their process. I mean, listen, they've got some wonderful players uh, and they're going absolutely annihilate Liverpool uh, from that moment actually on for when the second goal went in. Then they've got the new camp and win 4-0. Mm. 
like like Barcelona are on the way back under Javi and yep. they go to the new camp and win 4-0 in the, in the Copa del Rey and, uh, a couple of weeks later so no I expect Real Madrid to go through and, and probably win the game tonight as and well. who do you fancy Napoli against AC Milan Milan won up from the first leg well you know I would have, yep. if you had asked me before the first leg I would have said Napoli yep. but, but Milan have done a number on them mm-hmm. obviously losing the uh, the main man has been a big uh, yep. a huge loss for Napoli yep. the amount of goals Oshman scored this season so maybe that's the difference you mm-hmm. know maybe maybe he's, he's, uh, he has a bigger loss than maybe what he thought because they've still got some wonderful players and, and they're absolutely flying I mean how far they're ahead at Serie A is incredible sure. when, when yeah. you look at the Inter Milan and AC Milan and, and the teams that are in, up in there uh, in, in Serie A it's, uh, it's been an incredible season for Napoli again arguably through the group stages probably one of the best teams in Europe if yeah. not the best team mm. in Europe at that time so it'll be a good game it would be a good game like I would have said Napoli last week but I think with, with Milan one goal up it'll be an interesting night we have them both on and in your place tonight you... I will be I'll yeah. be probably flicking through a few other games Aye. as well yeah. to be honest with you uh, <laughs> and I mean you've got a championship card you've got league one as Indeed. well yeah. so uh, I've had my mate Josh Windass kind of tell me that Chef Weddle kind of fell through the floor of you obviously I know Darren Moore the manager there as well so I might actually tune it to them and obviously right. they're playing Joy Barton's Indeed. Bristol Rovers oh, who's yeah. actually <laughs> on our agenda tonight <laughs> so uh, I might actually tune in for a little bit incredible uh, Real Madrid Chelsea and I could be thinking about watching Bristol Rovers and Sheffield Wednesday tonight is it Hillsborough down the road yeah. I think yeah. it's at Bristol it's yeah. at Bristol Right. Mark, who do you fancy tonight? Napoli or AC Milan, who battered Aye, the other week? Yeah. Mm, I'm going to go Napoli. I think uh, Napoli, and it's Belletti's the manager there, is that right? Aye. And who's on Chelsea's radar, by all yeah. accounts. Uh, I think they've been a pleasure to watch this season. Obviously, they came, they came to Glasgow, Liverpool um, as well. I think Napoli will get through. It might, it might take extra time, might take penalties, but I think Napoli will get through. That is one of the headlines in the papers today, in the you know, in the, in the sports papers, in the Sun, and in the records. Joey Barton, you mentioned him first, Kenny Miller, and he <laughs> says, "Yeah, I could come back. Um, I know it didn't go well for me at Rangers. It's the only blot in my copybook. I want to come back. I could be at Hibs. Well, that's not very good for Lee Johnson, who's still there. Certainly at five o'clock tonight, uh, Aberdeen or Hearts, and I could uh, prove myself against the old firm as a tongue-in-cheek. You know him, obviously." Kenny what was he like Joey Barton larger than life yeah I mean, he's a big character strong mentality uh, good good footballer I mean I've, we never seen the best of him there's no doubt about it uh, it was uh, obviously it wasn't nice the way it kind of finished off there and uh, when he been left Rangers but you know he's actually done well as a, as a manager he obviously has been he's got a good bit of experience there he's his Bristol team are okay you know mm-hmm. it'll be an interesting yep. game tonight I'm, that's why I was actually thinking about tuning in uh, they had a good encounter two weeks ago it was Fleetwood Bristol Rollers yeah. it was Scott Brown versus John <laughs> Barton in the dugout you'd love to be and, a uh, flying the wall you'd love to have yeah. been and, and Joey came out on top in that one I think the 1-2-1 at Fleetwood again Joey's old club as well but you know he's uh very opinionated Joy, strong character and, and he'll have the belief that it can I know when, you, when, you're, when I'm reading there what he's saying yeah. it's, it's, again there will be a wee bit of tongue in cheek in it but listen he'll believe if he was to come up here and, and get one of these jobs that he could trouble the old firm I've absolutely no doubt about it because it's a huge job going at Hearts could you see somebody like Joy Barton getting that long term? I, I, I have to be honest but I'd be very surprised if any Scottish team took Joey Barton on as a, as a manager yeah, you know any of the clubs he's mentioned not even like you know, purely going back to Rangers or whatever sometime in the future any of the clubs I don't see them um, going for, for Joey Barton for obvious reasons yeah for sure what about the Hearts job we haven't seen you for well, we spoke spoke about it last week Kenny and Mark as well the other day any word on Hearts what do you think long term it's a huge club they want to be third Stephen mm. Naismith came in to get them third although the narrative's been a wee bit like well you know oh, the, um, the, 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 for me the narrative's been wrong yeah you know Robbie Nielsen gets sacked because 
they were losing a grip of third place and then Stevie Naismith's first official conference as manager or interim manager he said Thurs not the be on end all so what is it? what's the story there's clearly a breakdown in communications at the football club um, there I said it on record I noticed Keith Jackson had his column about it in Daily Record yesterday Very good piece, you know yeah. Robert Snodgrass I've watched Hearts a few times um, has been up there with the best player if mm. not the best player in terms of consistency the standards that he sets day to day um, and sometimes I think it's it's, it's, it's typical of a, of a modern day footballer and a modern day thinking in the dressing room you know if a player's calling you out or trying to drive up standards I think you should react positively to that see do you know what and by the way see if a player like a Snodgrass yeah. you know says something to the player yeah. He's only saying it because he knows you're better. Mm-hmm. See, if you weren't any good, he wouldn't waste his breath. Once he knows that there's more to come, he should be doing better, whether it be in day-to-day training or a match on a Saturday. So I think Stephen Naismith um, put himself up against a wall a wee bit. I know Stephen, I've known him. I hope he does well. He's a nice guy. I think he's going to have a, a future in it. There's no doubt about that. But I think the first few days, what he's inherited and then how he's handled it subsequently... <laughs> Um, I think it's been quite confusing. I don't think he's done himself any favours. Kenny, you know him really well. You played alongside him. What do you think for Stephen Naismith? It could be a poison chalice now or still an opportunity, I know, for him to get third spot. You know, it was a, it was a massive start. That's as yeah. simple as that because when you you take over in, in, in an interim uh, and I think he will be there to the end of the season. I don't think, I think what it does is it allows Hearts a, a bit of time to breathe because honestly now the way, I mean, they can't beat anybody at the moment. So yeah. forget third. You know, I think... Uh, Particularly, I mean, when you, when you throw in the run that Aberdeen are on, mm-hmm. like, yeah. not, they're not only winning, Aberdeen are not giving anything away. They're not conceding goals. So, uh, it is different with the, with the uh, uh, post-split fixtures because you're playing against all the big guns within the league. But yeah. for uh, for Stephen, I think he'll, he'll have the opportunity to, to win games between now and the end of the season. I don't think now they'll get third. No. I mean, I've said it, I mean, since the start of the season, I've said Hearts will get third, Hearts yeah. will get third. Yeah. Because, and I think most people did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. But now, no, it's not for me. There's too much went on. Again, you can talk about injuries all you want, but there's still a really good group of players there. But losing that derby there, I mean, he needs, I mean Stephen needs to bounce back. He will, he'll fight away and, he, and he'll put a team out there. They've got a chance to go and win a game of football. He did say that after his game as well. It's not about third, it's about winning a game of football and stopping this rot. Uh, he's got a good chance to do that at the weekend. Uh, but that's what he needs to do. And if he can do that and go into the post split, you never know. You've still got to play each other. You know, the games against where the Aberdeen play Rangers and Celtic they've not been great in, in those games this year I mean what they've done is they've dealt with the rest and this is what they were doing under Derek McInnes as well they were dealing with everybody else and that's when they were always getting that second or third spot so uh, it'll be interesting to see what goes on after the after the split but it's a huge weekend for, for Hearts because if they've got any hope of getting third I think they need to win because Ross County at home and I know they're you know trying to stay in the division mark but that'll be some game but if you're going to win a game you have to beat the teams right at the bottom to give you a chance to get a win at last yeah, I mean Hearts are probably what 60 goals there's 18 points yep. up for grabs they'll probably need 15 or 16 and they might actually need to win sure. them all and I, and I agree with, uh, with Kenny I, I thought they'd have been runaway third place when they have got the best squad you know, I know they took the wee dip at the start scene because of in Europe, and that happens. Then they recovered, and they were on a good run, um, and then they, they you know, they, they had a dip five, six defeats. But there's still a chance to keep going. Look, it's a massive football club. They've got 16, 17, 18,000 in there every week. They owe it to the to their fans, if nothing else, to keep going right to death. Nothing to say why they can't take it to the last day. And if Stephen can can not shut four or five ones, and he'll give himself a good chance. But what he doesn't need. What the fans don't want to see is just them continue going to free fall. They need to revive themselves pretty quickly and it should start on Saturday against Ross County. 
Hibs legend Kenny Miller were you singing Sunshine and Leith you know it's an incredible song you know I mean I I actually (laughs) remember my my last season at Hibs was uh, the season they'd done away with the slope Oh, I oh, right, so if yeah. you remember, I actually yeah. scored the last goal down Did the you? slope. We played Aberdeen. It was into Jim Layton. We won one 0 uh, and it was a header. I went in and scored it and ran across. My wee mate was sitting in the corner, <laughs> and uh, and there was a video getting filmed that whole season because they knew it was yeah, gone. They knew they were going to level it, and that's the song that's kind of over the video wow. as well. I mean, it's always it's a Hibs it's a Hibs anthem, you know. So when you hear that, it is, it's an incredible thing. But I think I was actually at the game. Or I was watching a game after when Ron Gordon had passed, and they had yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, kind of tribute there. Really moved, moved, it, was, it yeah. really was, you know. And it is, it's an emotional song, you know. Yeah. When you've been at the, played at the club and you and you hear that song, yeah. and I always picture the videos and the and the, and the footage where I mean, Big Yogi was there at the yeah. time wait, as a wait, player. Ninety nine, two thousand. That's exactly when it yeah. was. I ninety nine, two thousand. I it was the last. Forty eight Rangers. Yeah, just that was just that was my season at Hibs where I kind of broke through into uh-huh. the first team and they were back in the top flight and then moved on to Rangers, obviously. So it's an incredible anthem. And you know, when they get that result in that game and then that's playing, it is, it's an emotional scene, isn't it? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Living the dream, that's the life of Kenny Miller and Mark Guidi <laughs> with Paul Cooney here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. You can tell when those two are in town, the two big sparkling Macklin Motors cars there are others available are in the car park here Mark getting ready for the weekend I just happened to say I've got to say Kenny where are you this week what's uh, your football agenda and next week you've got England's match of the well it could be could all be a, of this season yeah it could be a yeah. title decider next week Man City versus Arsenal yeah so it's uh, looking forward to that one wow and um, your boy wanted to meet Messi so yeah, you well, sorted for him it, it's, it's, it's his birthday on Thursday so he says to me I says what do you want to do I, mean, I want to go to Paris to meet Messi I went right okay leave that with me be man had the problem so I tried I tried <laughs> and failed yeah. uh, so uh, no so we're going to watch Liverpool at the weekend we'll go and watch uh, Man City Arsenal and the title decider on the, on the Wednesday Great, isn't it? With families, the boys, the girls, having football is such the language and Scotland. Great just to treat your kids in it. Spend some time, give them a present that they that they they really want. It'll never catch on. (laughs) That's magnificent though. (laughs) The problem I'm gonna have is though when we get to the games and he says, Right, when are we meeting Salah? And when (laughs) are we meeting Haaland? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be like, right, okay, it's time to go. Get back up the road. (laughs) I'm working in the morning. I thought my dad was a big deal. It'll be, you know, in Scotland. (laughs) You are in England as well. You had a good time in England. Oh yeah. Enjoyed it, but came back. Was it three times you were at Rangers or four? Aye, four three, three. only three. Uh, and one of the few that played for Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. Scoring yeah. in the old firm derby. Covered these Both games uh, yeah. a lot of times. And um Kenny was actually, times as well. Yeah, Kenny was, <laughs> yeah. was brilliant for, for Will. You think of that Wolves, Wolves team you played yeah. in, the success that you guys had and the goals that you scored the high level uh, you know, it's a, a real golden period. You know, people I, forget that they just focus on, on yeah, Rangers mainly yeah, and the fact yeah. that because you played for Celtic as well. But your spell at Wills was, was different class. You know what? It was I, I loved it. I actually just done it's the twentieth anniversary of this year that's going up. Uh, so they're having a couple of things towards right. the end of the season, and I, uh, I actually done an article on it. And I was going through like the team. I mean, we had Dennis Irwin right back, and it was like Paul Butler, who was a Sunderland centre back, Jolene Lescott, who went on to represent England, yeah. Man City, wow. Everton, yeah. Lee Naylor, obviously yeah. you know, came mm-hmm. up to Celtic. We had. Uh, Sean Newton was on the right. Was was an excellent winger, and we had Paul Linson, we Mickey Cameron. In the middle, Alex Ray as well Alex was Ray, in there oh, as well. Don't forget Alex. Don't Mark, forget Alex. Uh, Mark Kennedy. Yeah, the left hand side. On the left. Yeah. And we had four number nines actually. I was going through. You had myself, Nathan Blake, Dean Sturridge, 
and uh, and George and that honestly, well, what a team that was! Absolutely, like we like we went, we went up and went back down, and then the two years after Glenn Hoddle would came in, yeah. how we never went up with Glenn Hoddle at the helm was incredible. Because what a team we were, yeah. and uh, we played some incredible football. But five seasons, Mark, five uh, seasons it was it's the longest yeah. spell. Wow, it was the longest spell at a club at any one time. And you so, scored a few uh, goals, more than a few. Uh, ah, yeah. I mean, listen, great time, great club, uh, good people, and uh, I was strange because that's twenty years ago, and wow. we all yeah. kind of left at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was the end of that team, but we uh, still speak to so many of these guys now yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I after all these years, huh? mm-hmm. Diego Costa, he'll see you. You could yeah. sort of that, can you? See, it took him some time to get a goal, but he got one at the weekend. Big one as well. Yeah, huh? it was, wasn't it? Yeah. So some race down the bottom, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, it's starting yeah. to, sure. it's starting to kind of whittle down. I, I think Southampton's away. Yeah. I think maybe any two from seven. I think there was <laughs> ten, there was ten involved two weeks yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. I think now any two from seven. And Leicester, of course. Yeah, you know? Leicester could be a. Could be yep. away. West Ham probably just just one one away. Um, Palace have got are, themselves yeah. out of yeah. under Roy. Oh, Three wow. wins in yeah. a row. Absolutely outstanding. He's getting good at this business, isn't he? Aye. Seventy five years old, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, phenomenal. He's, it's, he's absolutely brilliant. I don't think they won in twelve <laughs> under Vieira. He's come in yep. three in a row. Absolutely brilliant. So you, mm-hmm. aye. Wolves are, are in there. Leeds United are in there. Bad one yep. for them last night. But oh, it's some race at the bottom of that that league. Come back to Scotland then, just a couple of the headlines today. There's not an awful lot breaking today so far. Uh, Nick Walsh, he's confirmed as the referee for the Aberdeen Rangers game at the weekend. Alan Muir is on VAR. I thought that was going to be the cup final, but it won't be him then, Mark, will it, if he's got Rangers this weekend? No, you, you won't get Rangers um, back-to-back. Likewise, whoever's in charge of the Celtic game this weekend yeah. certainly won't have the, the cup. I've not seen the full... Uh, fixture uh, list in terms of who's the man in the middle Super. Paul but I think it was looking like it was going to be John Beaton in charge of the cup final but I don't okay. know obviously that won't be confirmed until Tuesday but we could probably work it out sure. if we find out who's Willie Collum maybe one of those to be, obviously. I, think, I think John yeah. was possibly getting the getting the role but it certainly won't be won't be uh, Nick Walsh and to be fair Nick had the league cup final didn't he um, yep. at Hamden oh, in February so, so he, won't he probably wouldn't he, pro- yeah, yep. he probably wouldn't get that I wouldn't think anyway Rangers are an option for an Ecuadorian player Los Angeles FC centre mid they call him Jose Cifuentes he's out of contract in November Leeds and Espanyol are also linked it's that time of the year Kenny isn't it where sure, there are loads yeah. of names yeah. can you give us his biography of uh, Cifuentes I, I, think no. he, I think he does play yeah. in the middle with uh, Brighton midfielder is that right ah, where, yeah, uh, yeah. Caicedo I think, he, I think he's one of, the, one of his teammates Impressive. Kevin Nisbet, he's also been linked with Galatasaray and the English Championship teams Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Preston, Sheffield United and Wigan. So is that, um, we saw his talent at the weekend, Kenny, and that was a, a vital goal, goal for him and for Hibs. Big, big player. I like him. Uh, I think that's his first goal against Hearts as yeah. well, if I, if I heard right at the I weekend. I couldn't believe that, but it is. Yeah. You're right. But yeah. he's... Uh, I'm actually surprised he was at Hibs because he had this chance to go to Millwall mm-hmm. in, uh, in the January window and I think the fee and everything was I think it was upwards of £2 million actually that had been agreed so I was actually surprised to see him come back up the road because Millwall are right in the thick of that playoff uh, battle in, in the top of the championship as well so Hibs done well to keep a hold of him there obviously he's had his wee injuries and yep. things but he's bounced back this year he's always bounced back and he's got back on the on the score sheet quite regularly so nah he's a good player I do like Kevin but one of the one outside of the old firm maybe the best striker in the league maybe along with Van Veen and, and Duke are having good seasons as well and Shankland as well Shankland yeah. as well obviously yeah, I forgot yeah. about Shankland I mean there is actually when you go through it there's some really good really good forwards in the league yeah and for Scotland it could be good news that he's back scoring goals right the weekend finished on Sunday the lunchtime game my goodness Celtic it was a demolition in what 27 minutes they were 4 up 4-1 by half time that was the scoreline uh, afterwards Ange Pastacoglu yeah, the first half the boys were uh, were brilliant I thought their football uh, 
you know, our attitude, our intent. Um, you know, it's a big game last week, so you're kind of looking for to make sure the boys are still focused and it was outstanding. Second half got a bit sloppy. Um, never really got into any sort of rhythm, a lot of stop starts. Um, but overall, you know, knowing the challenge that was there before us today, um, a great job. A bit more from Ange. I mentioned before the game, I thought we needed some energy and, and the guys coming in, I thought, gave us that. And, and just the whole group in general really sort of, you know, came out and, um, you know, with a real intent, you know, as I said, Big game last week. There's always the danger that you know, um, after having such a big win, that maybe the boys uh, are not right at it. But um, yeah, we just got a little bit sloppy with some of our passing and some of our movement. Um, and you know, it's again, it's a timely reminder to us. Um, you know, we could, still could have scored goals, but we weren't anywhere near as fluent. But yeah, you know, again, the boys stuck strong in there and, and did what they had to do. Mark. Four up already just before half time, then four yeah. one. Uh, it was quite a performance. Yeah, I mean, Celtic blew Kilmarnock away. I mean, I think Kilmarnock were part of their own downfall in terms of how they defended on, on, on a couple of occasions. And, and when you're a manager and a coach, there's nothing you can do about that. You can set them up all day long how you want. But I think Derek, you know, the, the thing was he sensed the, the, the danger or I knew he had to show it up he had to come up with something different. he did he managed to show it up they put in a better performance they, they got a goal and it put a, you know obviously a better shine um, on the scoreline but anything you get um, from Celtic's a bonus for any of the clubs outside Rangers it, because Paul you look at them it's just, and I know it's a word that's used all the time and has been for a year 50 months relentless they don't stop the fitness they, I, I mean they are genuinely incredible I mean I don't know how they do it I mean they just with their levels of fitness and their energy they've, they've got most teams beaten before they start you know from the first whistle the, the way they, they, they attack a game um, but for Derek the, the bigger fight's the next six games now you know and the good thing for him will be that he'll the fact the last five games will be in their own teams have to get so look, at, on, at home they're usually good they get results but it is a fascinating fight down the bottom with Dundee United um, Ross County sure. and Kilmarnock potentially um, St Johnson but um Celtic's just at this moment um, they're just on a, a different level Kenny there's no stopping them and they're going for a, a points record certainly they want to to beat the Brendan Rodgers record of what 106 points yep. yeah. no, that's you think another, they will? Uh, six games to go I mean who, who would be against them you know when, when Rangers have got a say in that obviously sure. they've, they've got a game at Ibrox that I think no matter what happens in the in the cup semi, I still I think that's a really really important game for Rangers to, to be honest. So uh, yeah, they can they, they can stop that if if the, if they get the right result. But they're just they, like Mark says they're, they're unstoppable at the moment. And even even when they're no games that they've not been quite the best, they're finding a way to get the job done because they were sloppy. I think when that goal went in from uh, from Donnelly, it was like they did go a little bit. You know, I mean, it's they were really really sloppy. But it was interesting to hear Ansh it's as good as he's, he's felt they've played all season particularly on that surface as well you yeah, know yeah. I mean they were zipping it about and moving it about really really well uh, on, on a really difficult surface but it was, it was a sensational half an hour yeah. it really was and the manager spoke about some of the fringe players yeah I thought Tomoki was was, was excellent in the midfield and, and Yuki you know it's a big physical challenge playing here on that surface I thought he handled it really well and that was good to get Haxa some minutes um, so yeah the boys who came in did a good job Derek McInnes spoke about, as you mentioned, Mark, the six remaining games for Kelly, fighting for survival. There's no question we're going to have to try and score more goals. I thought we looked a threat second half. You know, the press was good, the energy was good, Vassell led the line brilliantly. But we're now up against six teams between now and the end of the season where we know we can win these games. You know, that's the Celtic and the Rangers and the light out of the way. We've got games here that we know we can win. 
And we'll talk more about Kelly and survival later in the programme. If you want to speak to Kenny Miller or Mark Guidi, good time to call 0808 17 17 700 or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. 24 hours earlier, were you at the game, Kenny? Were you at Ibrox? I was, yes. Yeah, indeed. So you saw Rangers win. When you look at the scoreline, 5-2 would look impressive, but it was an unusual game, wasn't it? The manager wasn't happy about conceding the game, the goals. This is Michael Beale afterwards. I thought our first goal was an excellent one, some really good play. Some of the stuff we've been working on, passing and running, it's nice to see Todd get beyond the two strikers and score. And then you're hoping that we kick on. But what I thought we did is we overindulged a little bit. We've become a little bit tippy-tappy. We forgot that when we lose the ball, we have to go and press and be fast across the grass. And I thought we'd become passive. I was really annoyed with the first goal. We take nothing away from the boy, O'Hara. It was a fantastic strike. But if you rewind back, we've got a 4v3 in the attack. We're very wasteful in that moment. And our reaction was dreadful. But I'm still striving for more all the time. You know, we've been crying out for a five-goal home victory because the amount of chances we've been creating we even created more today but I'm still looking for more in that when we haven't got the ball because I know that when we have to go there against the level of opponent that's going to cause us more problems it's our out of possession organisation that's really important to get Kenny the ball Miller. back Kenny what do you feel about his comments? He's bang on yeah. he is bang on I mean I think it was, he's referring to the first goal I think it was Cantwell cutting and shot rather than maybe sliding one of his mates and listen, he's got the ability that he could go and put it in the top corner, but I think at that stage there was a, a teammate in a better position and then when the keeper gets it and then and, and gets ready and gets it out back into play, the reaction to run back wasn't good enough. The game was probably too big. The positions were, weren't right. And then I think it was either two or three crosses that came in that they never really got rid of the danger. And listen, it's a wonderful finish. I mean, it's an incredible yeah. goal for O'Hara. Yeah. It really is. A player who's in brilliant form, but Michael's right. Some of the goals they scored were excellent and it was, it was good to see that the movement and how fluid they were from that when he says the front two I'm going to include the two guys that are in behind that Tillman and, and, and Cantwell as well they were really really fluid and you see the goals like the, the good play they're all involved in some stage you know that first goal I think it was Sakala and Morelos was off thingy and then it goes into Sakala from Tillman he then lays it off to Tavernier and Cantwell recognises Morelos is out of the game Sakala's across the link I have to make the box and in that situation I have to make the front post because that's where the bet, that's the most dangerous pass Tav puts it on a plate and he does great just lifts it up and on the underside of the bar and a goal it was a brilliant goal and in the last goal again everybody will have seen it the 60 passes yeah. but, but again Cantwell his influence on that game or the Rangers game is, is increasing as each week passes in my opinion and his run and, and pass for Scotty Arfield again another midfielder attacking midfielder getting beyond that line and wanting to score goals that'll really please Michael but I understand his, his frustration with the two goals that he lost I, I, mean, I think the manager is right. I would say he's been a wee bit picky you know they've scored five goals yeah. they've, they've entertained but yeah I think he's wanting to keep a message particularly going to Petodri next week in the cup semi-final he's wanting to dig them out for the mistakes and something to dig them out in public I think that's good that's a good sign for me because it shows that he knows that his players can handle that that they can handle being dug out it's not like he's just doing it in private in the dressing room <clears> he's doing it in public as well so stay on your toes I'm not accepting that level of defence and nor is Alan McGregor I mean even though O'Hara's was a fantastic save yeah. first one yeah. and typical McGregor still he's out shouting and, and, he, and he's giving the, the guys in front of him plenty but on a positive note I thought Cantwell was a really elegant footballer you know he just picks his moment he times it well um, he penetrates lovely he just and he links up with the striker Morelos very calm very composed particularly second goal the way he's finished it but now what Rangers need to do as a unit, Paul, and by the way, it's not just about the semi-final, they need to go and do it at Pataudry. Mm -hmm. um, what was it, Aberdeen? Five clean shoots out of six, or six out of seven. That's a tough game. 
and you probably want that before Hamden you know you want that before you play Celtic so go and show you can do it get up to that level and then take it into the same but for Cantwell and guys brilliant but to be a successful Rangers player and to give the club what it wants and what the fans desire you need to go and do that against Celtic I thought, Raskin, I thought Raskin yeah. was excellent as well. He's yeah. he's kind of building and he's almost like for someone so young as well. He's so yeah. composed on the ball. When he gets it as well, he's already got his picture. You see him take a touch, he's quick to yeah. thread the passes through to Tillmans and Kent's and Sakala's and and, uh, and Cantwell's to give them the best chance to then go and hurt teams and get at the back line. So it was uh, it was a good performance. By the way, take nothing away from St. Mirren because yeah. they were right in the game as well. At 2 2, as much as Rangers had all the possession and they were dominating the game, it didn't feel like that by the way the game was kind of going and at 2-2 it was the, probably the only time I felt this game's a wee bit in the balance mm. obviously Rangers quality kind of came through and they took over in the last 10 minutes with the three goals but it was uh, St Mirren done well Do you think the players are okay with the manager calling them out in that way? I think it's good copy Mark isn't it? Yeah. You know, it is good stuff you get from Michael Beale It looks as though the players are responding well to it Do you agree Kenny? Well he's right you know see when, see when the players will know exactly what he's talking about because when you watch that back it's there for all to see you know yeah. reaction mm -hmm. wasn't good enough you know when you lose the ball when you want to, when you want to be a team that go and hunt it back straight away you have to be switched on yeah. and that reaction needs to be straight away and it's not just one guy it has to be two or three that go for it that are really switched on so I think it's a, it's also a good time when you've mm. just come off the back of a 5-2-1 just to, just to give them a wee poke just to let them know you know what that's great we've won 5-2 but I'm not settling he said it himself he's not settling he wants to push he wants more and that's, that's, that's good news for me and I'm thinking about what you said a few minutes ago Rangers need to do something against Celtic in the two remaining games don't they you know either win the cup semi-final or win at Ibrox? No, they do. I, I think they do. Uh, I thought they were good in the, in the game at Celtic Park. I do it for, for spells and in certain situations in the game. So, Mark, uh, sorry, Michael's talking about off the ball. I thought they were good off the ball. Mm. I thought the pre, the force Celtic into errors, the force Celtic to kick it over the top and out of the park. Uh, I, mean, you, I don't think I've seen Celtic turn the ball over as much, uh, particularly early in a game, because Rangers yep. right, well, they were, they were right after them. So, there was a really organised defensive unit in that game. Uh, and if they can play the kind of football against Celtic that they've played against Hibs that they've played in spells against Mullerwell and Dundee United and uh, St Mirren at the weekend what they'll do is they'll start to create more with these players the Sakalas, the, the Cantwells, the Tillmans, the Kents Is it the farewell tour for Rom Morellas but he did it with two goals at the weekend what do you think? More calls coming after this The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go! Paul Cooney, Kenny Miller and Mark Guidi on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors this time tomorrow night it'll be Barry Ferguson and also Peter Grant how much stick did Barry give everyone in the on the field Kenny what was he like to play alongside Barry Ferguson demanding? Listen yeah. he's his usual he's uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, listening, listen, if anything, if anything, he's maybe toned it down a wee bit. To be fair, that's right. It was good to uh, it was good yeah. to play alongside all the boys again a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Obviously, Fergie was uh, he was a driving force of our team uh, over the two first two spells that I was there. Actually, even with all the international players that we had in two thousand, he was the one that uh, drove us on and, and done a lot. And by when I came back two thousand eight, it was the same, you know. So. And he had been doing England as well and done it. You yeah, know, he went to Blackburn yeah. before his injury. He was absolutely, he was absolutely running the show in that in that Premier League for Blackburn as well. So Blackburn, he's, of uh, course, top notch in those days. Uh, yeah. Top top player, Fergie. So uh, it was good to be alongside all the lads that you've played it, over your spells. See, on that, <laughs> speaking to like Chris Boyd and Lee McCullough over the years, they said that Barry was the best Rangers player 
that they played with is that the same for you or was there somebody else that eclipses no, them no I have to say I have to agree it was uh, some compliment you think of the, sure. the, the teams that Kenny's yeah, played you know in what and it is. And, and I'll, I'll tell you what it is like that team that I came into at the time there was like, it's, I don't want to do any of these players a disservice because they're incredible players like mm. I th- for me probably world class players in that team mm. when you think of your Newmans your De Boers your, your Moles two guys Reynas Alberts yeah. Van Bronckhurst yeah. uh, incredible Amoruso was in there as well Craig Moore there was some incredible players but what it was is Barry was the one that would drive us you know and when you take an armband off a character like Lorenzo Amoruso to give it to a 22 year old Scottish mm. guy like that tells you and it's not just anybody that's doing it it's not as if it's like a, a Scottish it's Dick Advocate's doing yeah. it he's taking mm-hmm. it off that guy to say this is the one he, he's the guy that needs and you know it was probably the right call uh, and he drove us I mean I think it was the season he scored over 20 goals as well I mean Fergie just had everything in his Phenomenal. game you know yeah. absolutely I mean you talk about guys midfielders now whether they're my six or I'm an eight or I'm yep. a Fergie was them all <laughs> you know he'd done everything he, yeah. he started because you know what it is because he wanted the ball all the time and he just influenced games and I was actually with Neil McCann on, on Friday night and he was talking about a game against uh, Bayern Munich when they played uh, in the Champions League and, and Fergie bossed Matthias wow like, and that he must have been 20 at that point like Wow. Incredible. I mean, it was, it was you know, you yeah. f- see when players retire and they move off and they go on to other things, you f- sometimes forget about how good they was. Bath, I don't know if there's been a better Scottish player over the last, I don't know how many years than, than, than Barry Ferguson. Don't say too much because Mark and Barry are just big pals now, Kenny. Yeah, you know, honestly, right. those two think they're the top notch in this. I'll tell you what, I really station. think off air, Paul. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, seeing Mondays and Fridays, yeah. usually, honestly. We'll get the door sorted. No, he's actually modest. And we'll talk about Peter Grant in a minute or two because the Celtic fans will say nobody loved playing for Celtic more than Peter Grant. But we're going to go on the lines now. Uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Ryan is on. Uh, big St. Johnson fan. Good evening, Ryan. Good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, good. We're well, thank you, Mark and Kenny as well. So obviously, you know, the last couple of days difficult for the club. How do you feel about the 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 agreement between the club and the manager to leave? What do you feel about Callum Davidson? Uh, well, I would just like to go on record to, to thank thank him for his services. I thought he was he was brilliant, but I just as a fan, I just felt like things were slowly going on the downward spiral. Um, and maybe the club just needs a, a new a new challenge, but um, I think I think overall I think maybe now it was the, the correct decision to take, um, and hopefully we can see see a difference improve, improvement on the park, um, and hopefully results as well. Yeah, because it was tough earlier in the season. You seem to have dig, you know dug your way out of it, but it's just not been mm-hmm. good since the turn of the year. Um, what do you want to see happen now? A new manager, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I would like. Well, it's obviously the club's going through a bit of change because Steve Brown and Jeff Brown is going to be given up at the end of, end of the year, and obviously now we're hopefully going to have a new manager in place. Um, but hopefully, just bring a bit of stability and a bit of better football played on the park, um, and just to get the, the, the fans smiling again. You know, because yeah. a couple of bad results and. We're right back in it again, but I thought I didn't think we were going to be there after, to, to be honest, after the Rangers result at McDermott. I thought we were going to kick on and improve, but it just it just hasn't happened. Obviously, when I said what's going to happen, I meant would Steve McLean maybe if he does if he gets a mm-hmm. win this weekend, um, you're free of trouble then probably. Yeah, I, w- I would say so, and and I think yeah, Steve, Steve McLean's got a chance now definitely because if if you look in the 
in our history, uh, like Owen Coyle finished his career, mm -hmm. got the first manager job at, at St Johnson, Derek McInnes finished his career at Saints, yeah. went on to become a manager, and they've done brilliant. Mm -hmm. So it's all up to McLean, it's really in his hands, and I hope Liam Craig gets gets in as well, because he's a, he's a club legend as well, and um, a personal point, I really like Liam Craig, so hopefully, and see how things go. Sure. Kenny, what would you say to Ryan, a, a lifelong St. Johnson fan, and he's had the glory of two years ago. I can't believe the fans didn't get to these games, but that's... It's know, a shame, isn't, isn't it? it? Again, over that time, yeah. it, it was a shame because what a, what a couple of days they were in. I mean, you, you, you couldn't write. Was it the same goal scorer, the same that's minute, the yeah, same score? Right? It was yeah. absolutely 30, 30 minutes, is that right, Ryan? Yeah, 32 yeah. minute man, Sean Rooney. Wow, <laughs> it was uh, it was a, it's an incredible story, it really is. And you know that ultimately, when when you win that and you have that level of success, like there's only really one way. You know, with the greatest of respect, there's probably only really one way that you're going to go. And this maybe comes one of these guys that we were talking about earlier that you have this bit of success, and if there was opportunities there, maybe would have could you have maybe went on to maybe the next pro next project. Yeah. Uh, but he's hung about. But I think last season, obviously, getting into the playoff wasn't a great year, and. Again, this is where you can see if the, if the the board, the owners, the sporting directors, whatever it is, feel the club are sliding towards that again. Sometimes I think when you play a certain way, and if you're constantly just flirting with it, at some point it's going to it's going to happen, and maybe that's part of the fear as well. Mark, what do you feel? I mean, I think that you know, as as Ryan says, it's it's about what happens from from here on in. Callum Davidson, as a club legend, always will be fantastic success. Mm -hmm. Um, loved by the Saints fans and always will be you know and you know don't forget he was part of the decision so he so, you know, as, as it said you got to put St Johnson first comes before any uh, any individual it's now about trying to get that one I agree with Ryan I think 35 points will be enough the sooner you want yeah. to do it the better you know there's no reason why it can't be on Saturday um, at home to Hibs you know there's some really good players at St Johnson Stephen McLean I'm sure will thrive on the responsibility he's been given as Ryan says, you know, assisted by by Liam Craig and and Alec Cleland. So look, it's, it's all there for St Johnston to go and do. And then you're getting to the the bottom six, whereas Derek McInnes has just said on 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 the audio there ten minutes ago, they feel they can win games because you're playing teams round about you. And St Johnston will have that feeling as well. So Stephen McLean, if he wants to become a manager on a permanent basis, then he's he's in the driving seat and it's, he's going to give him winning games. He'll give himself the best possible chance. And I'm sure, as Ryan would attest to it, that. He'll have the backing of the St Johnson supporters. The St Johnson supporters will be really willing Stephen McLean on to make a success of it. I think it is a good time, like because of the fixtures, to actually have this little spell in charge. I mean, if you flip that and we're, we're talking about Nazi again, well, he's going to be yeah. playing against Rangers and Celtic mm -hmm. and potentially another Edinburgh Derby and, and Aberdeen who are going to be... It's, it's, obviously, it's a tough gig when you're no winning games, but St Johnston, when you're playing against the, the teams in and around you, they're, they're still high-pressure games, but they're obviously games that you would for every game you'll play you'll fancy you can get a you can get a win in those games. And they're gonna to have to go for it, aren't they, Ryan, this weekend in the game against Hibbs. And and where are the goals coming from? Because what's happened early in the season, Nicky Clark was doing well. But it's just in recent weeks, months really, it's just is it the confidence is gone? I, I I think so. And I th I think as well, maybe as Kenny had said as well, we were playing the same kind of system and then he was yeah. trying to change it, but if the players aren't knowing if they're constantly chopping and changing then there maybe it maybe just isn't working out and it's, it seems to be that way that we were just they lacked confidence on the pitch they, they didn't look like they knew what they were doing and and to lose against well, Livingston's a very hard place to go but I think a lot of the Saints fans that went there on Saturday were at least expecting something at least a bit of fight 
Um, and the Ross County result definitely was was a was a bad one as well. So could you see a Robbie um, Nielsen coming in then, maybe, or Jack Ross? Well, that, that's my that's, yeah. that's my top tip. That's okay. definitely mine. If, if I was to if, if McLean or they don't go down a player manager route, then Robbie Nielsen would be definitely my or even Jack Ross. I mean, Jack Ross definitely is a good manager. He, he deserves a another another chance. And um, as you know, St Johnson have given. Uh, Managers time, yeah, time sure. to get it right, and not not to just go right. You've got two months to get a couple of results, and you're out the door. It's they'll they'll give you they'll give you the enough time and enough to get it right, um, and and learn on the job and and stuff like that. So, um, according to the papers as well, and and at local, uh, there's been loads of applications. So, it'll be yes. interesting to see. I think there have been Ryan we're up against the news now thanks very much we'll speak to you soon okay. and we'll watch it what's no your worries. prediction this weekend what do you well, think I think we'll be we'll be up for it but I, I think Hibs will be up confident so, and we're, we've got to prove it so I'm going to go a draw I'm going to go 2-2 <laughs> you're going for the 2-2 thanks very much yeah. 0808 17 17 700 Kenny Miller Mark Guidi up again after the news the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! And we're counting down now to the weekend, Saturday, 12.30. Hearts against Ross County. That's the early kickoff. Stephen A. Smith uh, in charge at home for the first time till at least the end of the season. But a huge game for Hearts and Ross County. Specialists really at surviving. In fact, this time last year, they ended up top six, didn't they? Malcolm Mackay has yeah. done some job at Ross County. Uh, at three o'clock, Celtic against Motherwell, a rare three o'clock at home. Mark, you don't get that too often for the season no. ticket, you know, for the big two. Yep. Rangers had it last weekend at Celtic up against Motherwell. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, Stuart Kettlewell and the team will be looking to bounce back after the, the disappointment of losing to Dundee United. And for Celtic, um, you know, the league's pretty much in the bag. It's now, you know, um, try to stay unbeaten between now and the rest of the season and going for that uh, record uh, they can get 109 points the record's 106 at the moment so they'll fancy their chances and Kyogo is he undoubtedly I'm looking at Kenny first player of the year can oh, anyone you touch know, I think I think he probably will win it but I think there's a lot of contenders yeah. I really do I can mainly in green and white to be honest with you I think uh, <clears throat> Carl Vickers has been great I think, I think Hatati sure. has been great I mean he'll be right in the running the guy who goes under the radar, not under the radar, but the, he's just expected as Callum McGregor. Captain. You know, yeah. you, he, again, he's a, you talk about Barry Ferguson being the driving force of the Rangers team all the years ago. He's the heartbeat of that team and he controls things and he leads. Uh, I think he'll be in the running. But by the way, outside the old firm, there's been some really good performers as well. Your Dukes, your Van Veens have had wonderful seasons. So it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see the four-man shortlist. Yeah, yep. Mark, you're a uh, former president of that uh, I, I would... I would um, 
Any uh, inside info or The PFA vote a wee bit sooner than uh, the, the football yeah. uh, writers. writers but I, I think I said here about four or five weeks ago, Callum McGregor um, for me. Um, but I have to be honest, Kyogo's running them uh, running them very very close and you can take it down to the wire who knows but I think I think you could put four or five Celtic players names in a hat Greg Taylor it's always good to see Scottish boys go. you've had to overcome a lot one over the Celtic um, support Phil Cairn Tierney's jersey and you know it's, it's been super for Celtic so I think there's four or five that, that you could stick in there um, and pick one out and they'd be, they'd be a worthy winner Going back on the lines now, 0808 17 17 700, Kenny Miller, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney, and Connor is on the line, a big Rangers fan. Hi, Connor. Hi, lads, how you doing? Yeah, pretty Hi, good, actually. Connor, who would be your player of the year? For Rangers or in the. Kenny, you decide. No, I think no, for that's the a tricky country, question yeah, for Connor. For a Rangers Rangers fan. Fan, but yeah. He's always very fair. Yep. So, yep, Connor, aren't you? Tavernier then, yeah? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, from Rangers' point of view, maybe it would be a, a Tavernier or something like that for the year because the one thing you can say about him is that over the last couple of years, he, he has been fairly consistent. You know, the, the poor games he's had have been few and far between comparatively when you look at you know, the first few years that he was at the club. So I think he deserves a nod. Um, and 100 goals as well, on, yeah. Sorry, yeah, but well, yeah, I mean, sure. As, as a yeah. right back, that's incredible. 100 goals, um, and I think it deserves a lot of plaudits that they'll get for that. Um, yeah. I was, I was actually on about the defence in, in general. Um, yeah. Obviously, the manager Michael Beale was talking about it there again at the weekend. Yeah. I just want to run some numbers past you guys because I've done a bit of homework on this. If you will indulge me, right? Okay. So, in the last five games that we've played, we've faced 19 shots in target and conceded eight goals. That's almost every other shot that's gone on target yeah. against us is found in the back of the net. Mm -hmm. To me, as a Rangers fan, that's a huge problem. That's something that has to be addressed. You can't keep conceding every other time a ball's getting hit on target against you because shots on target can vary for a shot that's been blocked or a shot that the keeper's saving or whatever. And I think part of it, obviously the last couple of games, Suter's been thrown in there because Goldson's been injured and I do think Will's look a bit more solid when Goldson's there. Um, yep. But equally, we do have a lot of individual errors that creep in. Because you look at St Mern's goal, yeah. if O'Hara doesn't score that, it's a stonewall penalty anyway, because John Suter's just completely poleaxed John Suter, uh, Tony Watt by just coming over the back end. Um, so I do think that is something that needs to be addressed. Kenny, what do you feel? Rangers no, defence? I think, uh, I think Michael having a little bit of a dig does kind of highlight that as well. I mean, one thing it has I haven't thought over the over the over the time over the last kind of few months is they have conceded quite a lot of goals, Rangers. Probably more than they would have liked. I mean, I go back to there was two in the first game against Aberdeen. Uh, sorry, against Hibs. There was two against Aberdeen. The next game, two against Partick Thistle, two against St Mirren, two against Motherwell. They conceded first against Hibs at Easter Road as well when they came back and they were absolutely superb that night. Uh, I mean again the goals sometimes when you look at the 19 shots and, and the eight goals I get it how it looks but when you look at the two goals on, on Saturday there were great strikes there's no much again for instance and Alan McGregor could do about it but it's the way they defended the situation even for the second one there was like four Rangers players kind of go towards the ball and you could throw a, you could throw a blanket over them and they end up even the I think John Sewer won the header and ends up ends up falling yeah. over the top of a St Mirren play. It just looks untidy, you know. So I get it. I think that's something. There has been probably too many goals conceded. If you listen to Michael Beale, he seems like he's a perfectionist. 
He's no. He's going to know exactly that that's probably too many goals that he doesn't want his team to be conceding. That he'll want his team to be scoring the most. He'll be want his team to be conceding the less. They'll be want his team to be the best for set plays in terms of scoring and 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 the best for actually conceding is that he'll, he'll be constantly driving that. So you're right. There has been probably too many goals conceded over the over the piece. So uh, that that will be something to look at. Just and that might be a personnel issue. That might be something that will be looked at in the summer. Well, one of the personnel at the weekend, Mark. Before I come to you, is John Lindstrom, and he was asked about the goals conceded. So for Staten's just concede a couple of sloppy goals at the first one we didn't quite get up to people to stop the cross I haven't seen it back yet but I'm not sure how far away we was from the cross it just seemed to me like we didn't get up to stop the cross and then the edge of the box he's took a touch on his chest and, and he's he's managed to finish it well to be fair to the boy but I think initially getting up to the cross and I think it comes from us losing the ball at the other end as well which I think we probably need to capitalise better with um, we get in some good positions sometimes and I said to the lads at half time the final pass sometimes just needs to be better and then the second one was a set play, which that's some it's their game as well, to be fair to them. They had them the massive heights. You know, and the, I think it was the same lad again, was it scored the goal? So they played to their strength there, which is which is something we obviously need to work on this week. When they won the title two seasons ago, Mark, as you well know, the Rangers defence was solid, hardly gave away a goal. Yeah, yeah, it performed very, very well. Um um during the season in twenty twenty one. Um like goals okay. I think, you know. Kenny refers back to, to Michael Beale's very first game. You know, you think, and I, and I remember Barry highlighting the programme, he was a bit concerned at how open it was, you know, how there was not that protection in front of the two centre halves and it needed to be corrected. And I think even at half time, Michael kind of corrected it in his first 45 minutes. He's like, hold on, we just a wee, a wee bit of protect. Yes, we want to entertain, but we also need to protect as well. So um, there's that, but we're going for, for, for goals. The, 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 the stats that Connor's highlighted are, are really interesting. And he's right to be um, concerned, but as long as you're on the front foot uh, and attacking, you're going to have to put. Right, but he needs to address the the, the defensive um, situation. Now Tavernier, Goldson, Davis, and Barisic, Alan Megger behind them. If you want to look at a back five? They're really, really good back five. A very good back five. However, are they a title-winning back five? And that's for Michael Beale. Tadges because as much I think the number nine is a priority for them and someone need to find a guy that's going to help them win the title they also need to look at it so that, that back five is apart from Davis coming in and, and instead of Bassey or whatever one you want to mention that's been four out of that five have been there for, for four or five years have won one title so Michael Beale needs to address that in whatever way he thinks fit whether it's a new left back whether it's a new partner for Goldson whether it's a new goalie whatever it may be you need to address the, the back five situation because at the moment the evidence is there. It's not a title winning back five. Kenny, what would you say to Mark? Yeah, I, listen, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that. Uh, Goldson and Tavernier are going to be caught. They're going to be playing next year. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Barisic is still going to be in the building and last summer you've signed, spent a lot of money on Ben yeah. Davies and you've signed John Souter who's a highly respected and uh, Scottish mm-hmm. international. So, would you go and sign another one? Listen, I think Michael would if he felt it was the right thing. Uh, the goalkeeping situation is still up in there at the moment. Is Alan McGregor going to be there? Is he not going to be there? If he isn't going to be there, then you've got a big job to go and sign a number one. To what do you feel up. this week, Kenny? We ask you every week now because yeah, it can you change. It, it can, yeah. you know, and I think it, it goes to the stage where uh, it's going to be Alan that will make his decision. Yeah. You know, He's such a proud man, isn't he? Yeah, it? he'll make it's... his decision. And you know what? One week he might think, oh, I've had enough and mm. the body's... But the next week he might think, 
I'm, I'm never going to play again, you know, because yeah. that, that, that's yeah. the comfort, that's the things yeah. that go through your mind when you're coming to that stage of your career. So I think he, he's, he'll wait to the last moment and, he, I think and he'll, he'll make stay. his decision. I think he'll stay. Listen, I'd love him to stay. Yeah. I really do. But if, if he doesn't, then there's going to be a bit, that's a position that needs filled. Both ends of the pitch are yeah. going to be big, big decisions, or no decisions, but they're big areas that are going to be need to be filled. Michael Beale spoke about one of the players he brought in, uh, as you well know, Connor. He spoke about Cantwell. Really good to see him get in the box and scoring, and obviously the assist at the end of the, the long move. It seemed like we had the ball forever, but the assist, he drives through the gap and, and slides Scotty in. Todd's playing well. There's more to come. I'm going to stay on him and make sure we get the player that I think's within him that he deserves to, to show everyone that ultimately I think will really help Rangers moving forward. So I'd like to see him in the first half when he's in and around the box. Uh, I'd like to see him put his laces through one or two and not be so soft in his shooting. So I don't want to seem like Mr Grumpy, but I want more from him because I, I see it, it's there. So why would I not demand more from him? Why would he not demand more from himself? And I think that's what he needs from me. He's not the only one. The crowd seemed to like him. He's collecting the man of the matches now. So he's certainly... Uh, uh, the crowd's favourite at this moment in time. And Connor, it's uh, some game, isn't it, on Sunday? You know, the, the league's over, but Rangers need to keep going and to lay down a marker at Pataudry against a rejuvenated Dons. Absolutely. Listen, it's always always tough for Rangers when we've got there, usually. I mean, you know, we've seen the absolute drama that happened the last time we were up there. Um, you know, Scott Arfield pops up with two goals for nowhere yeah. and they're in, inside stoppage time to win it. That's, that's how kind of nip and tuck it can be those games um, and the league might be over but you still want to go out there and win those games yeah. because you can't allow the gap to get even bigger with Celtic and ideally okay you might not win the league but you can still close the gap if you keep winning games of football you've still got a chance to play Celtic and, and kind of get one back on them in the league in that respect um, and all of that helps to build I think confidence and momentum for next season we know we're going to lose some players and new players will come in I think the players that Michael Beale signed so far, I think are doing a very good job. Players like Cantwell and Raskan look very good players. And if we're going, going to be bringing those types of players in the door again, I think that's going to potentially be time. Hopefully, we can take that back. The line's just gone. Yeah. Oh, someone on the line there has gone a bit weird. Um, the manager's speaking about some of the players. Raskin, I see it's Raskan. Ian Crocker was calling him guys at the weekend. So it's Andy Walker was reminding us it's Raskan. Raskin. So what do you think of Raskin yourself? Kenny, like you him. like him, you yeah, said earlier. Like him. Yeah. Uh, his first couple of games, I think, were Livingston and Partick Thistle, was it? Both of them. And he, and he was very, very good. Very controlled. They always want to take the ball, but he's always got the picture. He knows what he's doing with it next. He takes few touches as well, which is what I like. So he plays quick, plays through the lines very quick. I mean, you play the way Rangers want to play by positioning players like Tillmans and Cantwells and Kent in behind the opposition midfield. You need someone that sees that quickly takes a pass, takes a ball and executes the pass quickly and Raskin does that so he's been a great signer and Cantwell's been super like I said at the start of the top of the show his influence on the Rangers team's growing and as every week passes and he was he was superb on uh, on Saturday it was good to watch him you know and Michael talks about something else as well when he talks about Cantwell is we think about the play and how, how easy on the eye is and he can score and he can assist but he says he's putting in the hard yards his numbers are through the roof so he's putting the shift in for the for the team as well and he's uh, he's uh, I say both of them if their signings are the first two signings of the Michael Belira or anything to go by it could be a positive summer for Rangers and you know this time next week we'll be speaking about right, what's the lineup, the Celtic lineup for the game with Rangers what's the mm. Rangers lineup? and uh, Fashion Sakala um, he's somebody we'll probably be speaking about Matondo came 
on as well on Saturday. Fashion obviously goes and scores a good goal, but I thought in moments of the game he was erratic in his play and there was some sloppiness. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're similar in type in terms of wire players that run with it. And, and Rabi hasn't had much of an opportunity due to injury. He's still not 100% fit, I don't think. But he got 70 minutes in the B-team game on Tuesday. And I thought he was right for 30 minutes today with Ryan not available and, and Scotty not available. And to be fair, he's gone and got a really good assist running behind. I thought it was a really good pullback for Alfredo. Mark? Yeah, I mean, Matondo, I, mean, I remember when Rangers signed him, I think maybe two and a half to three million pounds last summer. I was genuinely excited, Paul, because, you know, that pace, blistering pace that would terrorise um, any fullback. But injuries have held him back. His final ball, you could, with the greatest of respect, you can see why he's ended up in Scottish football just now because there's clearly flaws in his game. Uh, and he's here to try and go and build something up. Injuries has, has held him back. The next two games I've got coming up, are you really going to be able to trust Matondo to go and start? No. Is it something he could bring off the bench? Petaudry, Hamden, if, they, if he needs something, yeah, with that pace. If he can lift his head you know, at the right times as well when he gets into the danger zones, then um, then fine. But um, Sakala, I, I like Sakala. I know Michael Hughes was there, but he was erratic and sloppy and that's really calling a, a player out. But again, yeah. he must know that the player can handle it. And that shows it was a good uh, mentality as well. Otherwise, he wouldn't uh, do it. And just to go back to Raskin, there's some players that you can quickly see that are real, real value for money. And I think Rangers have picked him up for a million, 1.2. That's outstanding value to get a player of that age with that ability and the energy that he brings and the enthusiasm that he brings into the middle part of that Rangers team. Raskin's going to be a, a terrific signing for them. Who spotted him, Kenny? Is it? Do you think the manager? This is the you know the start of Michael Beale putting his stamp on the recruitment. You know, I, again, I think <clears throat> the two players that, that came in in January looked like Michael yeah. Beale type mm-hmm. players. But again, Ross Wilson's just departed. He would have had a heavy. That's his job. You know, he works closely with Michael. I've always says that these roles in football, whether it be head coach or manager. Uh, directory football it's, it's a collaboration you know like when people want to point the fingers and I get it and in Glasgow there's only one team that can has really been successful and the other one normally apart from last year that was yeah, a freak season last year because yeah, yeah, yeah. Rangers were going for the Europa League yeah. but uh, normally this is normal service resumed this year so you have to point the finger somewhere when things are not going too well and, and Ross kind of took a lot of that in the neck but like I said before whether it be Gio or whether it be Michael it would have been a collaboration on identifying targets and then working together to find out who the best option was going to be for the football club so I would assume that that was how that how these this this uh, January recruitment went because you start straight away August finishes you're into January's recruitment January finishes you're into the summer recruitment that's the way you need to be you need to be forward planning and if you're going to find these gems you need to be right on the ball so finding Raskin and getting Campbell I remember watching Campbell he was in my fantasy team when he was at Norwich in the Premier League because he was producing assists and he could get goals and he's that type of player that can produce something you know so he maybe lost his way for the last couple of years at Norwich or whatever but this boy's a fantastic player so they've got two gems at the moment I think and obviously they'll probably be looking at another three, four maybe even five in the summer I haven't asked you about director of football or the position that was Ross Wilson's Kenny is something like that that would do you think they'll turn to an ex-player Davy Weir Craig Moore, you? Anyway, David Moore's yeah. doing an incredible job at Brighton. I mean, he's yeah. in a he's in a fantastic club at the moment that do have a plan mm-hmm. and do have a structure. And and by the way, they have a plan for now. They have a plan for probably two, three managers and players down the line as well. So, I, I think now there's no rush for it. Michael said, think it was the pre-game that a lot of their business is done. It's a case of just kind of going and executing the deals that they've already identified. So I don't think they need 
to go and rush in to making that appointment. Did they actually need it long term? I don't know either. I mean, you look across the city how the how the recruitment's been done, both in Brendan's time and also now in Angie's. Uh, you can see the manager have got a heavy hand in, in identifying the players and, and, and picking the players that he wants to be working with. So they might go for someone, uh, but again, that might be the summer because I think it's a process they need to go through. And you might find the guys that are looking for are actually in other jobs as well. But I think Michael will, will go and, and, and get the players that he wants between now and the summer. And I think they'll want them in early. I know I'm probably stating the obvious, well, but sure. come yeah. that first day, coming back into the into the training centre for pre-season, he would love probably to have those three or four guys in it to get a right good pre-season with them and get them right up to speed with the rest of the group. Connor, final one for you before we go. Um, you're talking about the defence. You'll be looking for a clean sheet on Sunday. It's 4.30 kick-off. Mm. You've got Nick Walsh as the referee. What's the scoreline for you? What do you think? Um, I'm going to go with 3-1. Rangers. I don't fancy us keeping a clean sheet at Petardia because you seldom yeah. do uh, when they're in the form they're in. But I still think we've got enough in the tank to win the game. Um, and I actually think it's a, as Mark was saying earlier, I think it's a really good game to play before playing Celtic because it's going to really test the players um, and, and give them something to work with. So, no, I'm confident enough for the game. Two late goals from Scott Arfield in. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> it was 3-2 that time, wasn't it? Sure. Connor, thanks so much. And if you're Scott Arfield, Mark, you'd be japping the door saying, Gaffer, give me a chance. You know, just a couple of weeks ago against Celtic, arguably throw him on in the last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and, and I think with, with Scott Arfield, you know, I think he's a type of professional in person that, that accepts now what his limitations are. He's not mm. going to get 90 minutes, but he's not going to be a guy who moans um, and is disruptive when you're not in the in, in the starting 11. So he accepts his role, might be for 10 minutes, might be for 35 minutes, but he's a good pro and he gives 100%. He encourages the boys round about him. And the most important thing is, he's an asset when he comes on the pitch. Whether it's Celtic, whether it's at Mern, whoever, he can make a contribution. And he wants ultimately to go back to Falkirk. I see when eventually he finishes. You know, like I think he's he said that, but I, I, he's another player that I think I, I would quite like to take to stay at the club. Uh, yeah, one, another I do, season. I do, yeah. I do because everything yeah. Mark says is spot on. Like he affects games. Look yeah. at the semi final yeah. last year. It was it was him that came on and, and got the goal, and it was a spark. He, he gives you that. I know it's St Mirren. It's the fifth goal in a five two win, but yeah. that's that's what he does. You know, he pops up with the two goals at Aberdeen and Michael's second game. Uh, he's, I think he's an important member of the team, and, and he's and Mark's right. See, when you get to that stage in your career, you, it always hurts when you're not playing. It always does. But see, when you're at big clubs and you're at that age, you sometimes have to accept. You know what? That will be my role. And you know what? He will start games yeah. because there'll be games that Michael think, you know what, his qualities are gonna are gonna help us and also he'll help the guys about him because he's that type. I just think he's a he's a good and again without knowing figures and numbers, yeah. you know, but I think he'll be someone that'll, you know, he's not gonna go and cost a an absolute fortune. I mean, it might cost a fortune to replace somebody like that, yeah. but he's not gonna cost a fortune to maybe keep in the building. So uh, I would like to see him still there for our year. Don't give Mark too many name checks there saying he's right because he and Barry are going to be impossible <laughs> come Friday here. Honestly, Kenny. I'll make sure I'm not tuning him in. Paul, sorry. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel this time tomorrow night. Paul Cooney will be here. That's me. <laughs> Along with uh, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. We mentioned about Barry and Peter Grant. He was such a... a 
a Celtic great for so many years and he, he's so de- self-deprecating Mark isn't he yeah. talks about the tough years he had yeah. but that special relationship he had with some great players not least the, the late great Tommy Burns and yeah. you know Roy Aitken Ambassador yeah. Davy Proven yep. Danny McGrain Danny, but, yep. but you don't play 300 games for Celtic for 10-11 years yeah. unless you're a proper player it just, it just doesn't happen it doesn't matter what era um, that you come from and you know and I always remember that Celtic team Peter complimented Paul McStay very yeah. very well and he was in a team and there was a Buddha McLeod was there and Tommy Burns was there and Billy Stark you know for a couple of years all really good players and um, he helped Celtic win a lot of trophies not as many as he wanted probably hurt him watching you know, Rangers under Walter's team you know going through and, and, and going towards the uh, the nine in a row but um, aye, Peter was a Peter was a right good um Midfielder, you know, proper. And the thing about Peter Grant was he had no ego. Yeah, he knew he, he's limited. He's like, you know, try and break up the play. And as the, the old cliche goes, give it to somebody who can play. Give it to somebody who can create. Yeah. Give it to the good players. <laughs> <laughs> Peter would be the first. Yeah. Would be yeah. the first to, to admit that. Get wired in. Boom, break up the play. Boom, give it to to Proven or, or give it to Joe Miller or whoever it may be. Give it to Paul McStay. And that's what that's what he did. And he did it very very well for ten or eleven years. Sound like James there. Give it to Paul when you stay there. Um, Falkirk are playing tonight as well. I don't know why I'm going to this, but against Edinburgh because Stephen McGinn will be with us on Thursday night. Stephen will be here on the programme. He's got a huge week coming next week, of course. I mean, the manager, John McGlynn, will say, hey, you know, we need to get, make sure playoffs and that we win it. But for Falkirk, what a time coming up. We were talking about Scott Arfield there. I mean, they're in the cup semi. They're one game away from the cup final. Yes, it's going to be big, uh, a big few weeks for Falkirk. Uh, I mean, again, these league games are still really important, but the way the the kind of playoffs are structured for the like the lower leagues yeah. as well, that if you can finish second, you I mean you're I mean you're getting yourself away for a, a double header. So, it's, or is that the same as the championship? The I don't know if it is actually. Yeah. I don't know if they are structured the same. Anyway, they want to finish up as high as they can. Sure. They've had a great season. Uh, obviously, they'll no like to see their their neighbours gone and lifting the league on on Saturday. No. So they want to go and join them in the championship next year. And when they've got that coming before that, they've got a massive semi final and a great opportunity to go to another Scottish Cup final. I mean, there've been a few over the last yeah. kind of 10, 15 years, Falkirk. So it's uh, yeah, a big few weeks up and up and coming. Yep, Falkirk against Edinburgh tonight. And as we mentioned earlier, Hamilton against Inverness. Cali Thistle, great night to get out to a game, Mark, isn't it? He's, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. You know, you yeah. look at the, the late nights, there'll be a few midweek fixtures uh, coming up yeah. domestically and obviously Champions League and, and Europe Cup final, semi-final. So aye, lots to look and forward to. And holidays as well to look forward yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you off to? Have I'm off to Florida. Florida? Yeah, I've been for a few yeah. years, so I'm off to Florida with the, with the kids and... Disney World with the kids yeah, yeah it's magnificent Universal is that your favourite I'll be walking yeah. about with my Mickey ears on for a yeah. couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> Tower of Terror and all that yeah. Tower of Terror <laughs> yeah. right. um, and Mark so what about Celtic Leila Bada this time last mm. night we were talking about Ajax and others interested in him yeah. you know it, there's been chat about it it happened with Juranovic and then he went right. Gikamakis yeah. you know a new yeah. offer wasn't right mm. for him you get the feeling that Leila Bada who's been brilliant for Celtic yeah. but he could well be away in the summer yeah, I mean, the, the, as you say, Paul, there's a bit of um, history in terms of what happened yeah. with Juranovic and Gikamakis and, and what we've, we've found out about Ange Postacoglu. I mean, he's been well uh, praised and rightly so for um, his recruitment and the calibre of player that he's brought to the club. And by the way, I really like the look of Iwata in the middle of the part as well. Um, but uh, he's not frightened to lose, guys. Now, for whatever reason, you're asking for too much money, potentially might become disruptive or this is the opportune moment to go and move you on, I think, 
if that's what he's saying and he does it so Abada could be next if he had two really good years out of him there's no doubt that uh, his uh, value in the marketplace will be considerably much more than what they paid for him 3 million quid I think he's a 19 year old so you consider what he's achieved as a kid coming to a new country the contribution that he's made by the way not in big games too I think his goals against Rangers so he can play now I think in an ideal world Celtic would tie him down if they're at that stage I don't know if he signed a four year deal so after year two you're kind of looking right you're getting a feel you're going to stay or are we looking to punt you on and if he's not going to stay for whatever reason then this is the time to probably punt him on that, that's the yeah. business but don't wait to a year down the line from now when you're putting the power on the players hands and, and, and it's hanging by a thread make the decision now so if he stays I think Celtic would be delighted absolutely if he doesn't then he moves on and, and the club will carry on and, and they'll, they'll strengthen in that area with a good bit of money in for the player. How much is he worth, Kenny? Netto? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what... what, again, what is he, we're on. talking 10 million for 10. him? Maybe, I don't know. If you're talking Ajax, then you're probably looking around about yeah. these types of numbers, 8 million, 10 million. I, I think he's really unfortunate he's not had more game time, you know. I mean, he's, he's found himself probably behind Jota and Maeda. I, I know he's, he's, he's not available at the moment, but he's... Uh, I thought he's been brilliant. You know, he's, he's, he brings something different to that position than I think any of the other ones. And I think that's what Angie's got in those wide areas. They all bring something. You've got Jota with the flair and the technique and really easy on the eye. You've got Maeda, who's pure power and pace and how he presses. You've got Haksabanovic, who's, again, he's, he's not quick, but he's got that wee dip of the shoulder, comes inside him. We've seen that wonderful wee bend finish. He's gone to the far corner. But Maeda is, it's no Maeda, Abada is direct yeah. and pacey and a real goal threat as well as what we've seen against uh, in the big, big games against Rangers where he's popped up with a right few goals. And Borna Barisic with so much experience, but he gave him a torrid time, didn't he? It has, you know, I actually felt for, for Borna. I think back to the 3-0 the game at Celtic Park last year, like, Borna got really exposed. Yeah. He got really exposed and Rangers just never got to the grips with the Juranovic, the Abada, the O'Reilly kind of rotations on that side. He got really exposed, but it's how he's defended the back post a couple of times. I think Jota was one and Abada was another one coming in and it's... Uh, it's I, I think you can obviously you can point the finger there, but sometimes he has been exposed because the way Celtic play, the, 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 they want to pull you out, they want to hit the space, they've always got a forward runner in that. This is something, again, to flip it back onto, onto the Rangers one. This is something I think Michael's working it really, really hard on the other movement and, and their off-the-ball movement, not just being looking good and pretty on the ball and showing everybody how good a player you are. Have that, have that ability to go and run off the ball and be a threat and being beyond strikers. I think Celtic with Hattati, McGregor does it time, Taylor does it when he comes in side and makes his debut runs you've got O'Reilly you've got a bad away his great movement as well like, he's, uh, they've got so many threats uh, Celtic so again go back to Abada maybe it is the time to move him yeah. on and make the most of it and not allow him to get into a, a Kent and a Morelos or a Goldson like last year's situation where you could be losing massive players for no money and players you've actually spent a good bit of money on as well and we love our football here but of course the people controlling the clubs running them they have to balance the books and Celtic's model has worked hasn't it for a number of years um, and Abada would be part of that bring him in for 3 million sell him for 8, 9, 10 or whatever they'll get money coming in for Jeremy Frimpong as well it looks as though he's going to move on doesn't it probably to somewhere in England and you wonder who else because with Ange Postacoglu he's always got someone else who comes in you mentioned Dewata and we heard him earlier touch on on the player a few of the players that are kind of on the fringe yeah I thought Tomoki was was, was excellent in the midfield and, and Yuki you know it's a big physical challenge playing here on that surface and I thought he handled it really well and that uh, was good to get Haxa some minutes um, so yeah the boys who came in did a good job Mark yeah Yuki uh, Kobayashi yep. he's talked so mm -hmm. it's quite interesting to, um, with Cameron Carter-Vickers not playing that 
Kobayashi played on the left and, and Starfelt played on his natural um, right-hand side. Now, I'm not saying for a minute that Celtic are selling Carter Vickers, right? I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, it shows you the options that they've got you know, when you've got that that right side. So again, what I'm doing here is I'm trying to give credit again to Postacoglu for his um, recruitment. There's a thought process to it all. There's a plan in place. By the way, Kobayashi, really good player. I want him in the building anyway. However, should we lose A or B? You know, we've got a really good guy in already getting to know getting to know his teammates. So there's a real proper plan um, in place um, at Celtic. And, and Kobayashi... Um, coped well he's played a couple of games but Iwata you can see why he's a player of the year in Japan and by the way we, we know the standard of Japanese players you've got to be something a bit about you but I just he was so composed well one of the time he just took the ball he's back to gold a command up player Ben and just the way he turned and spun and released the ball 15 yard pass he's a, he's a right quality player it's a pity Celtic felt that they couldn't play Carter Vickers because of the surface mm. uh, and also Jota. So if you're going to watch the, the pitches, um, it'd be great, Kenny, if we had grass. Would you agree that I, in I the think, top league? I think everybody would, particularly in the top league. And, and I get it, there's obviously financial issues as well that or benefits to having, having the Astro yeah. as well. But when, uh, you know what, it just highlights the luxuries that Celtic have got not to play because these guys sure. have played on these surfaces before I remember watching Jota terrorise Livingston on the on the AstroTurf so he's, uh, they do play but when you've got you know what we don't need to play them we've got a couple of big games coming up there's a semi-final in, in a couple of weeks I just 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 take the day off boys and you've got boys like uh, Kobayashi who'll come in you've got Haksabanovic who'll come in what do you think of Haksabanovic? I, I like him yeah. I do I thought when he first came in he looked a real real player yeah. uh, he's probably another one that's maybe just been found himself a bit unfortunate not to get more game time but like, you, you listen to Ange he's finding their way to get them game time you know but he's came on he scored a couple of goals in, in, in consecutive games I like Kobayashi as well I thought he gave them a good balance on that side of the pitch Starfield maybe felt a wee bit comfortable sorry more comfortable yeah. on that side as well uh, the fact that it's his natural side but he looked really composed on the ball a good passer Awata just looked like he'd been at Celtic forever yeah. you know he looked really really good again Hatati again you're not selling the Celtic players that's not what we're doing but that's like your your direct replacement you know he can come in and do a similar job I don't know if he's as much an attacking player as what Hatati is but he's, uh, he looks really really good find as well and good to see Jürgen Klinsmann isn't it any Scottish game and he's a class act we saw him in Sky uh, did you think yeah no, he's just player. before your time you know, wasn't I he I yeah. don't know maybe if I caught him at some, probably just missed him I think Mendel Klinsmann even if he was at Spurs he created yeah. the Klinsmann didn't he I think I was doing that in a school uh, playground to be fair so I just missed him but then you know, Gaffer's sitting next to him. Ah, that's right. Aye, because that's this is uh, these are guys that, that Mark's kind of rubbed shoulders with when he's been exactly. in Germany and in the years as a player and, and as a coach. So it's uh, it just shows the kind of the people he's been mixing with. Real high quality. Felix McGat working with him at not only as, a, as his manager at Fulham, but then working with Hertha Berlin and uh, he's sitting there next to next to Klinsmann, which uh, must have been an interesting day. Indeed, Mark Fotheringham. Of course, I'd forgotten he started in a Martin O'Neill team. Mark, he, he, I, think yeah. I, I think yeah. I think correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure Kenny Dalglish gave him his debut um, in May 2000 Celtic Eden yeah. United Henrik Larson's comeback game after the broken leg before oh, he right. went to the Euros Kenny's yeah. an interim charge and I think Matt Fallingham Jim Goodwin 
John Kennedy, maybe. Well done. There was four mm-hmm. or five that, that, that Kenny gave his, his, his debut in that game. I mean, Roger Hanna's good, but he's brilliant, isn't he? Oh, bang on <laughs> Remembering. Bang on. That's why yeah. they're on the show. That's why they're paid the big bucks. Paul. Exactly, I know. If only Kenny one day, yeah. maybe for next I'll show season. you my contract later, Ken. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great to see Klinsman. He spoke no problem to Sky and all the rest of yeah. it. So, what a gentleman, uh, huh? Yeah. Gentleman. And what about O? Um, yeah, I mean, he I like he, he came yeah. close, didn't he? It'd have been great for him to get a goal from that point of view. Yeah, but uh, just Klinsman, unlucky with the one at the front. Yeah, but do you like him? I'll, I'll, I'll I, like do, I, Kenny, do, I thought he was poor at the weekend. Funnily <laughs> enough, I, I thought there was a bus. I, do, coming, I, yeah. I think uh, maybe he's kind yeah. of fell under the pressure of a superstar manager being in the stands and ex striker as well to yeah. do uh, kind of run the rule over him. But I do like him. I think he brings something different to the to the Celtic front line as well. And he did get a lot of supply, really, did he? Because Celtic command it were organised. I don't think their foot came off the gas, but, yeah. but command it were in protection mode. Obviously, they didn't want to get a, a Dundee United nine, which it was looking like mm. that after 27 minutes. So they they kind of changed it. But again, it shows the strength and depth. And you can take Kyogo off after after the first half. Put O on. He is a good player. I do like him. Uh, he, he never had his best afternoon. I'll say no. on Sunday. Um, Var Erdgar is back, Mark. So when you're yeah. on on Monday nights, usually um, when you've not got other engagements, <laughs> <laughs> a man in demand. No, we've got our own Go Radio uh, Var version. Yeah. And last night, one of the things we talked about was when Derek McKenna said about O, and he thought there should have been a red card. Oh, yeah. I thought it should be a red card for, for O as well. We get Vassell sent off for a similar challenge at Easter Road. And I don't know what VR are looking for. If it's the same people in VR that looked at the one at Easter Road, uh, Liam Donnelly's got a full foot in the face. Um, but what, I see people sent off for that. But if my players get sent off for Easter Road, I, I do believe that that was a red card as well. Mark, surely not. Well, I mean, first yeah. of all, I understand why Derek's raising the point yeah. because he's, he's drawn a comparison to what happened to Vassell at Easter Road. I didn't think Vassell's was a red card. It was a wrong call by the match referee and um, by VAR. And I was even more stunned when, after appeal, it wasn't overturned. Yeah. I mean, I found that incredible, uh, to be honest. So Derek's, again, that word that comes back to a lot of managers, consistency. But I don't think Vassell's a red card. And if Vassell's wasn't a red card, in my opinion, there's no way he was, was a red card. There was nowhere near a red card but I can understand why Derek raised the subject, but it wasn't a red card. Kenny? Bang yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely bang sure. on. He's making the comparison based on they've been punished for something that that's went unpunished and it's pretty much the same scenario, but O's, I mean, his foot's above the player's head. You know, I mean, I think Dale says it's actually in his face. I think it was above his head. <laughs> he's got, he yeah. must have good hamstrings, the boy, because they were right up there. But uh, he's no, he's not went to hurt anybody. It's, it's completely accidental. So no, again, you don't want to see players, but you can understand Derek's point of view, and that's it. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable ninety-nine pounds. Let's go. Kenny Miller, Mark. Paul Cooney on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors thanks for making the switch we're on every night from five Barry will be here tomorrow night with Peter Grant and then Thursday it's going to be Stephen McGinn will be with us here in the studio along with you Mark you're back in Thursday I'm yeah. back in but Excellent. it's flown yeah. in tonight a good has, show, isn't it? It? I can't yeah. believe it in the last yeah. 15 minutes Indeed. and uh, Barry and Andy will be here on Friday night so as we then build up this time next week my goodness Kenny countdown will be on won't it to the cup semi-final and how big is that game I mean for both teams Celtic going for a treble Rangers going for a trophy to, to stop the it. treble yeah <laughs> well that's yeah. it yeah. It's, uh, no, it's a massive game uh, really looking forward to it uh, they've obviously got to take care of their business this week and 
and get the games out of the way. But as soon as the final whistle blows in the in the Aberdeen Rangers game, every bit of attention will be onto that that old firm semi final. It's a, a massive day again. It's equally for both clubs. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a chance for a treble for Celtic. Uh, it's a chance for Rangers to finish with some kind of silverware and success, which again the fans demand, the clubs demand. But it's also got that carrot of stopping Celtic getting the treble, you know, and it's, it's, that's got to be. I know you're never going to make that's that's a a motivation, but when you're playing against each other, that's your direct. You've got a chance to stop something. You've got a chance to gain something, and that's uh, if you win it, you're going to have a really good chance against lower lower uh, league opposition to to go and lift the Scottish Cup. So it's a. Uh, all on the line on that on that game. It's a really intriguing affair, particularly after how that last game was, because I felt yeah. it was a it was two that I think we've seen maybe not the best, but the two teams were really really good. I thought in the game at Celtic Park, they are coached by in my opinion, but two really really good coaches as well. For sure, Rangers in transition. Have they got enough fight in the team, Kenny? Do you feel having seen them at the weekend, maybe it wasn't enough fight? Well, I wouldn't mind fair game in the middle of the park yeah, for, for yeah. these games, to be honest. Are they, with, but good, but are they vocal enough uh, on the pitch watching yeah, them? I, said, I don't know the yeah. players. I don't sure. know. I mean, when you, you can yeah. look at them. I think when you lose Goldson, I think you're losing a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe probably one of the most vocal ones will be Alan McGregor, but he's in goal. He can yeah. only affect so yeah. much. Again, you normally affect what's kind of directly in front of you or about you. And 50 uh, 50 with the fans, so it'll be bedlam. It'll be yeah. a brilliant game, you yeah. know, really, really well. I mean, I'm looking forward because I think. Uh, even though Rangers lost, I think uh, the Celtic were very good. I mean, they were yeah. very, very good. I'm not taking anything away from them, but it was a fact. It was two mistakes that led to the second and third goals. Uh, I think both teams will have learned something uh, about the other team. Uh, I think Angel will not change anything. Celtic will play their way, but they might look to, to kind of try and find a, a better way to actually get out against that Rangers team because what Rangers done we say at the top of the show their setup off the ball was really really good and forced a lot of errors to that Celtic team and errors that were probably not seen in this uh, in this Ange team Yeah I think it's going to be a cracking game um, I think the the way that the 90 minutes at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago I think it's set up really nicely Um We'll see it like the teams. I think it's always a tough one to call until you see how the managers go about their, their, their starting 11s and, and who's available. But I'm also, I, I've, and I've always said it, Paul, all through my journalistic career, I'm a, I'm a big believer in the law of averages, particularly the Celtic and Rangers game. And at some point, I feel Rangers are due a turn. And I might say it might not be that they're, they're the better team on the day, but at some point, you need to get that wee mm-hmm. bit of luck that falls well, in your decision, favour, you know, so, on, something, you know, Celtic, you know, off it, you know, anything. Can happen. I don't. For me, there's no doubt. Celtic's a better team. They've got the better squad, and the evidence there is, is to prove that. But Rangers are good. Rangers are very good, and there's no reason why in a one-off game on a neutral venue, stadium half and half, we each set supporters that Rangers can win. There's absolutely no doubt Rangers can go and win a week on Sunday. But Celtic will start as favourites. But I know it's been a year since Rangers beat Celtic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is maybe fixture number five or fixture number six since Rangers won um, the, the Scottish Cup semi-final after extra time last year. I think the law on average is Rangers are due a turn. It might not be in this game, but you know Rangers are, 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 are due a victory. And I think now they're good enough to go and get a victory. And I think what Rangers will take out of the last game um, at Celtic Park is if Celtic performed to that similar level where, where Andrew's a, a bit kind of critical we found a way to win the game but um, I think Rangers will be ready to take advantage if Celtic are not on it No I agree I think it's, they are, they're two very good teams and if the two of them turn up it's, it's a wonderful game you're going to have in store uh, but Rangers will definitely be taking positives out of that defeat as much as it's always 
in the in the immediate aftermath of an old firm game, there's when you lose it, there's real disappointment. And again, with fans, there'll be kind of angers and frustrations. But I think when you go back and for for Michael and the players to to look back and think, you know what, we've done a lot of good things in that game, and you know if we can just take these kind of little mistakes out, because you can't afford to give Kyogo a free shot goal for, like for four yards. Yeah, you can sure. do it. You can't mm-hmm. cover short back pass that Jota's going to because what they do is they work super hard as well. These these players that are really really outstanding footballers, they're working their socks off. You see Kyogo how he chases back on yeah. the weekend. It was mm-hmm. Christian Doy chased back all the way almost to the edge of his own box and then nicks it off him and then restarts the next attack. You see the way kind of. Rangers were pressing and uh, against against Celtic and causing them again doing things that maybe again you can't wells and your Tillman's mm-hmm. something that's been thrown at Tillman a lot maybe that work ethic off the ball he done a, he he done a shift in that game and and played his part in how Rangers were pressing uh, against Celtic at Celtic part so listen it's going to be a brilliant game you know I just hope we get the two of them at the, at the top of their game again and, and what's good about it there is going to be 50-50 yeah. fans mm-hmm. and there's going to be that kind of energy coming for the stands as well I was going to say I think you will there's no excuse but there's no logic in this game but you know. 50-50 with the fans so much to play for for both of them this is like a cup final and whoever wins it no disrespect to Stephen or to Inverness Cali Thistle but you've got one hand on the cup John Lundstrom was looking back and looking forward to the Old Firm game uh, after the match on Saturday I think we all want to win in the Old Firm of course we do that's that's our biggest rival of course it is and you know to, to get a win against against them would be great but we are, we are building it, it is progressing um, slightly, I thought we were a lot better in the last all firm um, than what we was the one before. So I think we're definitely building, and hopefully we can get that that big statement performance that can really give us confidence then to go on. And he spoke about yeah conceding too many goals. And what about him for next season? I know he's got a year left in his contract. Yeah, no, of course I'd, I'd love to stay at the club as long as the club want me. But no, no, not at all at the minute. I love the club. I've never shied away from that. Um, so yeah, the club want me to stay. I'd love to. What do you think, Kenny? Would you see him because they would have to if they're not going to give him a, a, an extension of the contract? You'd, you'd want to sell him soon because you don't want to run down the clock, which is got what a year and three months to go. Yeah, again, it was it was the second half of last season. It was it was outstanding. Yeah. You know, on, a on big, big reason that they yeah. went yeah, yeah on that on that Europa League run, and it then carried that form on and into the games. I think in the semi final, he was excellent last year as well. Uh, I think he gives Rangers that bit of kind of steel and, and, and physicality in the middle of the pitch. I mean, he's, he's quick across the ground. Uh, he's got a good size, six foot two. Again, he's, yeah. he likes a tackle and he's popped up with a couple of important goals as well over his time. So he's been good he's, uh, over that spell. This season, not so much, you know. And I think if, if you were to pick a Rangers team right now for that game, I think he might not be in it. At, the, at this moment so uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that goes because you're right you don't want to be letting other players kind of run contracts down but listen I think he's a, he's a valued he's a good age still he's a, he's a valued member of Michael's squad I think an interesting, an interesting one with Lundstrom this summer because I think just what we're talking about we are bad and I think that Rangers they will have learned lessons in terms of <clears throat> uh, Morelos um, and Kent so Rangers don't want to be creating any more Morelos and Kent scenarios they want to be creating the Aribo scenario and the Bassi scenario where if you're not going to sign or you're, we feel that you've peaked we're going to cash in on you and we launched him I think he's, you know, he's a good end at the club as well so freeing up that wage and bringing in a transfer me might, might be attractive eh, to Michael Beale to bolster um, whatever his net spend is, is allowed to be um, in the summer so again we, we launched him Rangers want to avoid with the greatest respect putting the power into the players hands they want to control the situation and to control it yeah, and I say, we really want you. We see you being a part of this for the next couple of years. We want you to sign. There's your offer. You're doing yeah. it. If not, we're going to cash in on you this summer. 
It's got to be. They can't afford to run down the clock the way they did with Morelos. You've got to learn your lessons, Paul. You've got to learn. You've got to learn your lessons. Kenny, who's going to be top six then? Just look to this weekend because we won't see you again until next week. Um, Who's going to be St Mirren against Kilmarnock? We know they've both got so much to play for. Saints, top six, Kelly, survival. Yeah, I think think St Mirren will get the top six. I do. Yeah. They've come with a, a, a good run, a good time, some really good form. Yeah. And, you know, again, just highlights the job that Stephen Robinson's done there. Uh, I watched them at the start of the season, to be honest with you, and I was one of the, the guys that thought, oh, they, they could maybe toil uh, this season. But I'll tell you, they've, they've turned it around. Obviously, it was pre-season, I was watching them, so there was yeah. so much to still to come, but they've, they've been great. What a job he's done. I mean, again, this is the second team in the league now that he's done it with. Mm-hmm. He's done it with Motherwell, taking them to that third-place finish sure. a few seasons back. And he's now got St Mirren in a place to, to, to go and be... Again, they still need to go and get the job done and, and yeah. finish it off mm-hmm. at home at Kilmarnock. Again, was it Kilmarnock with two away points the whole season? Yeah, that's, so that's I the think problem, the, isn't it? I think yeah. the smart money would be on St Mirren getting the result and getting into the top six. And what do you feel about Dundee United, Livy? Especially for uh, Livy, could, they could be top six, but for Dundee United, are they now in a role? Well, you know yeah. what? It's, I, I don't know. Because uh, I, I, yeah. I recall a couple of months back, uh, just at the end of, kind of Foxy's time there, they won a couple of games and you, they, they got six points in a big week. I think it was actually a, a weekend and a midweek that they got six points. And you thought, oh, maybe this is now Dundee United with the players that they've got in the quality kind of going to kick on. And it never went that way. So I'm, I'm actually really interested in that game. But what Livingston have got, they've got the chance to get I had him nailed on for top six for a while now but the kind of wheels fell off a little bit over the last seven or eight games uh, but they can still do it they can still do it with a win and obviously St Johnston getting something against Hibs and the championship it's huge as well isn't it Dundee that late late goal so they go clear at the top a point ahead of Queen's Park the last game of the season, Kenny, is going to be Sunday, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. The how writers. That is. It's going to yep. be there. I mean, it's what with five games to go. Yep. If they can, if they can win the games and get the points, it's going to be a title decider on the last day of the season. I mean, that would be. You know, I think it'd be. A, I mean, I'd obviously Dundee and Queens Park would much rather win the league with a couple of games to yeah. go. But yeah. I think the way this championship's been going, it would be a fitting way to finish the season with a in the championship. Sure, would be Mark. Wouldn't it? it'll be some end to the season. Uh, what do you think? Um, Mark's quiet at the moment because he's back on Thursday. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen? on Saturday Celtic Motherwell what do you Celtic think? win yep. Celtic to win yep. and on Sunday are you well, going to be up to Petardry do you think I don't know yeah, I'm yeah. not too sure yeah. I might be uh, yeah. I could be up there but it's, uh, I think who was it was on was it Connor who went 3-1 yes. uh-huh. I could yeah. see a 3-1 or even a 3-0 mm-hmm. some game Mark. it I is think, isn't I, you know, yeah. I think over the years you know in the past sort of 40 odd years you know Aberdeen Rangers has been some brilliant contest I think this is shaping up to be uh, one you know, a real proper Petardry 90 minutes I'm sure Kenny's played in a few belters up there for, games, for, yeah. for Rangers you look at Aberdeen Barry Robson still not got the job confirmed mm-hmm. um, looking good for third play I think it's five clean sheets out of six or six clean sheets out of seven going against the Rangers team that are confident with the manager said so they pop at one or two players at the weekend but they've won they've bounced back from the, the old firm game they've won they've scored five goals and they need to go and show put on a performance and a result going into the game at Hamden because Rangers don't want to be turning up at Hamden on the back of a, a defeated Petodri I think it's the, the, a proper 90 minutes one where if you're not inside the stadium as Kenny's probably going to be that you're going to be absolutely glued to the, the TV for 90 minutes Great, Mark, see you on Thursday, Thursday here on the Radio yep. Football Show and Kenny next week as well Come yes, back. Hope so, yep, Great. absolutely. Thanks so much. We're back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go!
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.